0: Hello, everybody. This is another awesome episode of Podcast. This is Jordan along here with Brother Brandon.
1: What's up, butt plugs?
0: And, and, and best friend Ryan?
1: Hello, everybody. <laughs> How are you
0: guys doing tonight? You guys doing good? Okay. I'm alive. You're living the dream, clearly. <laughs> clearly living the dream. Living the dream. Uh, looks like best friend Ryan has a new cellular device. I'm jealous.
2: Oh, I had this for like two weeks. It's okay. Really
0: well, nice way too... Tell us about it.
1: Oh, it's. Um, there you go. Is that is that a thing now where people have to tell you their new phones? You're, you're really nosy. I don't think they care. It's but for the, the audience. This the
2: note or the what is it Galaxy S8?
0: Yeah, that looks sexy. I want
2: that phone. It's I've got it. Oh, go ahead. I had uh, I traded in my phone that I had for the past four years,
1: so it was on its last legs. I've uh, I've got the Kroger Cool Pad.
0: <laughs> I heard those are the most expensive of all phones.
1: <laughs> Thirty dollars. A month, unlimited talk and text. No, no unlimited data though.
0: I've got a computer. Yeah, well, I guess. Twitch zone.
1: I don't need to know if someone liked my photo of the of the meal I took at Wendy's. I need. I don't need to have that constant be like, oh, my Instagram followers, oh, my Facebook friends, like it, like, like.
0: I just worry about my Tinder people. You're on Tinder. You're
1: what? a married man. What? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> That's what it's for. I just thought it was a hot or not thing.
2: I figured it'd be more you'd be more worried about people finding out about your grinder account. Hey, what I do? There's a grinder? What's
1: a grinder? It's like
0: guys searching for guys.
1: Yeah. Oh. Looking for anonymous gay sex. Go to grinder. I Grindr. like the name of that. Yeah.
0: Sure. <laughs> mm. But tonight we're talking about since you downloaded this episode, we're talking about top 5 songs. So, we're kind of going to break down the rules for you guys here and kind of actually get down to detail about what it actually is for this episode. So, Myself, brother Brandon, and best friend Ryan have our top five favorite songs from the years 1987 till 2006. Now, we're not going to go through all those years. It's just a, from that time to that end time. Uh, these songs necessarily do not mean that we think that these are the greatest songs of all time. These are just our top five favorite songs that meant to us, that spoke to us about something. Yeah. Um, each of us are going to go down to it. My number five is this, number four is this, so on and so forth. Talk a little bit about, about it.
1: Right. And these, uh, also, this is not like uh, our favorite songs of all time either. <clears throat> this is just within the podcast years itself. so Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Who
0: doesn't love the podcast years?
1: Oh, communism. That's what. What?
0: I heard Hitler was a fan.
1: Goddamn communists. Hitler was a fascist. Slightly different.
0: Yeah, but I thought he'd be a fan of this podcast. Hitler wouldn't be a fan?
2: Well, he's dead. So. Well, you know. That we know of. Yeah. Well, he'd be like over hundred years old by right now, right? Like I mean, thirty hey, twenty or something. That, that
1: Nazi technology. I mean, Helly Helly dead. They but... didn't keep his head alive in a, a bucket or whatever. That's
0: Disney, Walt.
1: <laughs> he lives on the dark side of the moon with the Fourth Reich.
0: The way it should be. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll start off here. Um, my number five uh, favorite uh, song of all time, the the most dirty song at the time for me is the song "Whatever" by the band Godsmack. Mm. now that is a classic for me uh <laughs> the album had uh only two actual singles that were released to the public but it was one of those rare albums for me where all 12 songs were actually legitimately good uh where i could listen to the whole album from beginning middle and and end uh really loved it whatever says the word fuck at least 20 times
2: <laughs> and th- the mark of true quality yeah, no, it's it? just
0: it was just because it was something for me because because the album came out in '98, so I was 11 years old. And this is the first time that I like was just you know just butt raped butt raped by the word fuck. <laughs> butt <Butt-rupped. laughs> <laughs> Now, what,
1: what's interesting about this album, uh, it it does have a, it has a controversy behind it.
0: It does, it does. So just like for movie ratings, it it's, it, it, it is not law. So um, that's kind of like, kind of like the loophole. When Tipper Gore and uh, Hillary Clinton and all those uh, people and in, and in, in Capitol Hill and everything decided to put the parental advisory warning sticker on albums, it is up to the studio and the artist to do that. That is not a law. Now, of course, the fine line is that a parent could hear it and get sued, you know, and and sue the studios, which is what happened at Godsmack. Godsmack released have, the album,
1: and then not, you know, the the other stipulation with that is you won't be able. Any much any retailer can deny you then.
0: Absolutely. So what Godsmack did after the album was re-released in 1999 with the parental advisory sticker, normally they're in the left or bottom left or bottom right corner of the album. It's either actually on the booklet or sticker on the case itself. Godsmack decided to put it on the size of a 50-cent piece right in the middle of the album (laughs) just to piss them off. Uh, but, But there was no reason to because the only song in that whole album that is swearing is whatever. Yeah. Everything else is not. So that's kind of why they got, but uh, that song was cool because it, that song would pump you up. If you were excited for like football, that song would make you, uh, you know, get, uh, you know, angry, you know, when you're <laughs> like, when you're, when you're mad, you know? Um, and, and the song was a party song too. Like it just had a yeah, like everybody could sit around and sing. Yeah. Better fucking go away. I'm doing the best I ever did. I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> it's a great song. Or um, play
1: it when your mother says No more. Lucky Charms. You've had three bowls, Jordan. Yeah,
0: I got a mother story later in this episode. <laughs> so, but that is my top five. Uh, but um, who wants to go, Brother Brandon or Best Friend Ryan, who wants
1: to go next here? You can go. All right. Best,
0: uh, so, Brother Brandon, what's your top five favorite song of all time?
1: Uh, I mean, favorite. You know It's what I mean. from one of my favorite bands of all time and it was the first song that I was ever introduced to them and it's Eulogy by Tool. Oh, yes. This is my first introduction to Tool mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> a really, a really funny story of how I got into Tool was I was in eighth grade, and I was on the bus, and there was this high schooler. His I remember his first name being Phil, but everyone on the bus called him Swiss, as in the cheese, and no idea why. But he sat behind me on the bus, and then I can remember being tapped on the shoulder, and I look over, and I'm like, yeah. He's like, you ever listen to Tool, man? <laughs> I'm like, no. And I still remember, to this day, he looks at me and goes, what the fuck are you doing with your life? (laughs) To this day, he's
2: your best friend.
1: But he let me borrow the CD. The CD then, uh, Eulogy, is on the album uh, Anima. Um, I didn't know how to pronounce it at the time. And I even asked him, I was like, how do you pronounce this? And he's like, fuck if I know. (laughs) But he let me borrow it for that night, and he he said, you know, he was damn sure, he said specific, you bring this back to me tomorrow morning, man, because... And I will never remember this specifically. It was like, I had to steal a lot of my dad's weed to buy that fucking thing. Yeah, you don't want to piss off a neck. You do not want to piss
0: off a neck, man.
1: But I, it's, man, Eulogy is one of those songs, and I, I think the reason why, it's still, why it connected to me then and probably connects to me way more now is uh, the fact that it's, the song itself is about false prophets. It's about men and women who think that their voice is above the crowd. And, you know, at at the end of the song, it's, it's pretty much saying don't blindly drink the words, um, from someone else's mouth, because at the end of it all, and as the song describes, they really had nothing to say at all. Mm -hmm. And, oh my God, it couldn't be more in tune with today's society when everyone's trying to be a fucking martyr.
0: Yeah. Right. You know, And, and they've had tool really has not had a bad album. Uh, they, uh, people are begging for them to come back. They've done a couple of live shows here and there, um, but their first album is my favorite brandon yeah I, I mean a lot of people love um oh what was the the second album with Sch- schism
1: it might be Ten Thousand days
0: Ten Thousand days it was it was it was something like i mean that one song was okay but i mean their albums are generally good i just really love Geology because every song just like on Godsmack, whatever in my opinion it's every song is damn near perfect
1: yeah yeah and a lot as i got older too I, and you and i jordan and i we've talked about this before um as I got older and started listening to older music, one of the things I started realizing with Tool is I like, whoa, and I started making this connection with an older band, mm-hmm. and I'm like, they Tool really feels like our generation's Pink Floyd. Absolutely. Because Pink Floyd it was so it it was a lot of people can you know connect Pink Floyd to this. Oh, it's psychedelic, man. Yeah. It's like not really. It's 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 more about. You know, trying to figure out the meaning of life and trying to figure out our existence, our place on this planet. Political rock. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. And Tool was the same way.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Tool uh, is definitely, I would would 100% agree with you, Tool is our generation's Pink Floyd. Because what makes Pink Floyd so cool is that they're not the ones that originated it, but they're the ones that I, in my opinion, that kind of perfected uh, the concept album, the rock opera, uh, the rock opera. And uh, The Wall, of course, I mean, right? Yeah. And, I mean, and you can say the same thing because every two album, the whole thing tells a story.
1: Right, so, exactly.
0: Good choice, good choice. Best Friend Ryan, what is your top five song?
2: All right, so I'm not really, okay, so I don't really get into music like you guys do, apparently. You guys have, like, all this backstory and everything all, <laughs> all down and whatnot. It's like, my musical tastes, like, pretty popular. Like, if it's on the radio, that's pretty much it. I've never, it's like... When I was younger, I only had only ever had one CD that I requested, and that was TLC's fan mail. And uh, because I really liked No Scrubs when I was younger, who that's, did it? That's not number five. That's not on top five. <laughs> um, I just because you guys are sitting here talking about like you know all these albums stuff. I have no idea. Like I don't know. I I'm, have I've, never been no silly hoe. I think before, like that's the first time I listened to an album all the way through. Sure. And then I think the next time was in college when I got the first uh, Mumford and Sons album. So, I was I was the kid who burnt CDs and just mm. listened to those. Yeah. Um,
0: you were the kid that listened to the singles.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, if it's on the radio, like, I'll listen. So, I, iTunes
0: is, like, your best friend. Because that's all they really do is this.
2: Well, I mean, if you want to pay for it, yeah. I mean, YouTube's really cool. I like YouTube. Pandora's fun. Um, but, yeah. Um, but, anyways, okay. So, growing up uh, from ages, well, until I was 10 in 2000 when my parents got divorced, we had to go to church every Sunday mm-hmm. and then every Thursday and I thought it was a hassle but apparently my parents thought it was the best thing we could do and because of that we were only allowed to listen to one radio station and one station alone that's froggy 92 from mm-hmm. Lima it's country music oh yeah all country music
1: all oh, day yeah. Gr- all growing, up a, growing up in uh growing up in a really redneck community in Florida I mean it's it, it, the, our town was very de- uh, de- uh, divisive like one half of the town was rednecks the other half was um, pretty much like pretty much a black community. So it was always split down the middle, and it was you'd either have country or rap, and then you'd have both sides yelling at each other to turn that shit off. See, my favorite <laughs> thing about that is Wapak is, I think on the the, the last census
2: in two thousand ten, it was like ninety six percent Caucasian. Um, I think it's like three percent black, and then just like we have a Chinese restaurant and stuff. But um, <laughs> the 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 greatest part about Wapak the thing that you like, I didn't realize until I was going through high school. Is that it's the county seat, so we have like Wapak Then there's a bunch of little small villages around it, and they uh, those kids come to school. So it's it's pretty rural, a pretty rural environment. But you have the rich kids who want to be the country kids, and you have the country kids who want to be the rich kids. So you have all these people pretending to be, and it's just it's incredible because then they'll listen to rap as well as country, and they'll like throw an N word around, and <laughs> you know it's incredible. But anyways, um, number five is That Summer by Garth Brooks. Um, i don't really have much of a story or like a connection to it but i do remember that um i just like the sound of it i, I, I think garth rooks is one of the best country singers
1: this was um because you and i we shared we uh, ryan and i uh we shared each other's lists yeah and uh i looked at all of your list and there was one song i wasn't aware of and it was this one so i went and listened to it three times back to back pretty steamy yeah, it's a steamy fucking song. Yeah. It's uh, it's about a teenage boy who works
2: on a farm for this lonely old, wi- lonely old widow, and uh, they end up having sex. And yeah. so like, and every time he passes, there's a lyric from the, the song. Every time he passes a wheat field, uh, sees them dancing in the wind and all that stuff, he remembers. Uh, he remembers that time when he banged that old chick and I remember (laughs) listening to it because I would sing it like at that you know at that age you don't really listen to the words Mm -hmm. you just know them and so I would sing along to it and my dad he was fine with it he had no problem it's not a big deal song about sex whatever my mom though
0: Mm -hmm.
2: turned that shit off Mm -hmm. Uh we weren't allowed to listen to that it's like as I, I she had, I don't know if she had a, what Garth Brooks album she had, but she would always, she would always listen to Standing Outside the Fire. Like, that was her jam when I was a kid. And then that song would come on, and I would start singing, and she had to flip it off. But, but, she would also let me listen to uh, the song called Strawberry Wine, which is like the reverse of that. It's like this 16-year-old girl who has sex with a farmhand on her parents' <laughs> yeah. farm. Which is, that's okay. And I had this, I had this argument with my mom a couple years ago about that song. Cause I swear it's about a girl losing losing her virginity. Cause strawberry wine, is like red blood. Mm, you know, yeah, When the yeah. When the heinberg, and she says no, cause that makes it disgusting.
1: <laughs> uh, well, this was I think what's interesting too. It's uh, it, even though I'm not a big country fan, I especially in like the 80s and 90s when I go back to listen to those, they always told a story, man. Where it's like, and I don't want to, I don't want to be here cutting on you know. On country now, but oh, it, I don't like country now. It, like anything pop- before
2: two thousand five, I said or anything I after two thousand five, I just can't get into. It's because yeah, because like like popular music, like the radio music, that has shifted towards like a more dance yeah sort of vibe to it, and then country has sort of taken its place with the in terms of pop what sounds like pop music oh yeah and like folk music like um there's this band called the lone bellow that i like mm. um they they sound more country they're a folk band they mm-hmm. sound more country than country music sure yeah um but yeah that's number five is is that summer it took me a long time sorry to, it, it took me a while too because i i would sing the words like i said earlier and there's a there's a moment because i always imagined it when i was when i would sing that when the song would come on that's like you know a woman in her 40s maybe yeah um that's there's, how I
1: imagine when I was listening to it.
2: But there's a lyric that says, "Her hands of leather turned to velvet at a touch," implying that she's like old and wrinkly. Could be even be fifties then. I would I, like when I when I realized that, uh, it kind of changes the whole. Because yeah. I now I picture it as like this sixty year old woman, sort of like <laughs> Helen Mirren ish. Oh, good call. Yeah. But anyways, that summer by Garth Brooks. Uh,
0: my number four is. Uh, A band that is not around anymore, um, but they were a big band for me for three albums. Uh, They've made uh, six or seven, but for three albums, they were the band. And it's the band Stained. Okay. uh, Founded by Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit. And he also founded Puddle of Mud and he found Cold.
2: I don't know Cold. He found it or he like. He found him at a club.
0: He found him at a club and Cold did Stupid Girl. And uh, the puddle like... of mud uh, is I a, know puddle of mud. Yeah. Puddle of mud yeah. So cold, Colt's like, a great band.
2: I like their song. She hates me. She fucking hates, hates me. me. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the but the song that I'm picking from number four because it came out at a perfect time. It is uh, uh, the song they're most popular for. It's been a while.
2: Uh-huh. Uh
0: huh. That that's my number four. It's been a while by Stained. So the song came out in 2001. I was 14 years old. The towers just fell. Girls think I'm ugly. I have acne all over my face. <laughs> Life is just miserable. <laughs>
2: And. <laughs> you
1: threw in 9 11
2: on that? Yeah. <laughs> I just threw that in there. kind of. I was expecting something more epic. Yeah. And then, yeah. My life is awful. Yeah. Girls don't like me. Terrorists attack this country. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: um, you know, and. I was dating a girl at the time of stuff, and we broke up.
2: You just said girl... Oh, she broke up with you. Now, yeah, right? she broke
0: up with me, but up. then like, I was thinking, like every guy does, even no matter how old they are, when you leave the lady that you're with, you're like, I'm gonna go out and fuck the one that looks just like her. And then you realize that none of them like you, and you're out of the game, and you gotta play the whole game again, you know? Like,
2: wait, hold on. When you were 11, you thought that? 11? No, I
0: was What'd 14. Say- I was oh, a freshman 14. in college, freshman high school. I
1: thought you just said... No, okay. no, I was
0: a freshman. 14 years old, I was... I was Freshman in high school, dude. <laughs> Anywho, um, but no, I mean, like, and of course you weren't dating. And um, off subject, real quick, but not kind of. Uh, Gene and I talked about this, and for Riley, she's not allowed to actually date until she's sixteen. My one-year-old daughter, just because, like, we remember dating. No, I'm serious. <laughs> okay. We remember dating when we were young, and her parents didn't didn't care if we dated, but you weren't really dating. Your mom and dad had to drop you off here, had to take you there, had to take you there. You know, you weren't really boyfriend, girlfriend. So we said 16 because you actually can drive and you actually can go out to dates and stuff, you know.
1: And I know this is about music and I know it's your child. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. You can't put a you can't put an age limit on love. Okay. Like, if she's going to she's gonna fall in love with somebody before 16, you can't yeah. be in the way of that. Well, what if she's 15 and he's, like, 20?
0: Sure. Uh, here's the thing, boys. Uh, I've been in love at least 30 times in my life. High school people do not love each other. Maybe you do. You are an exception of the rule, Brother Brandon. Well. But.
1: I'm the exception of all rules. You
0: are. So the reason why Stained is such a big deal is that the song hits you with a one-two punch. When you are a 14-year-old boy... It's like, it's been a while. It's like, oh my God, this is about a girl breaking up with a guy and he's lonely and he misses her. And it's like, this is what I'm feeling. I'm angsty. You know what I mean? Goes the pimple, you know? Uh, But then you're 30 years old and you listen to the song again and you have a family and then you're like, wait a minute, this actually means something more. So then you Google it. The song is not about a guy missing a girl. It's Been a While, which is Aaron Lewis, the lead singer of Stained, said the song's actually about It's Been a While is about alcoholism. Because there's a line in the song that says, um, I remember just how the way you taste. As a fourteen-year-old boy, you're thinking, ah, oh, that's a kiss. Mm. But actually it means him getting over the fact that he is no longer a drunk, no longer an alcoholic, and he wants to go back and fall into the alcoholism, gotcha. but he's trying so hard not to. Interesting. So that's what the song's about, and then the song hit me again in 2003 when the greatest movie ever at that age, at 17, was The Butterfly Effect.
1: <laughs> it's still a good movie.
0: I I, I I own it. I've seen the other yeah. three sequ- two sequels, and it's terrible. But that was the main theme of the movie that was in all the trailers. So I'm just like, this song is amazing. So, but um, they only had, like I said, they to uh, to uh, my rant. They had a bunch of albums. They had uh, their uh, first album was Tomor- uh, was Tormented. Fun story. Uh, Fred Durst went to a club in Massachusetts, listened to the band, loved them, said he was going to sign them, saw the album cover of their record, Tormented, which was very, very sacrilegious artwork. He said, you're not being signed, fuck you. Because <laughs> I guess Fred Durst is some saint. And then they get signed again. Then they make Dysfunction, which is technically the first album, which has the song Mud Shovel and Home. Then they did Break the Cycle, which has been a while. And then... Um, and then uh, fift- and then a uh, fourteen shades of gray. All
1: right, it's for you on Break the Cycle.
0: For you is on uh, fourteen shades of gray.
1: Okay, because that's probably my favorite Stained. Yeah. Song.
0: Did they do Chapter Five and all these other things? But uh, great band of the day. love that song. That was a big song for me back then. Uh, Brother Brandon, what's your number four?
1: Number four. Uh, this one is a bit weird, only because it's I, I appreciate the song a lot, but it led me to something else mm-hmm. at the same time, and it's uh, touched by vast. <laughs> i okay. really 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 love that song and now uh vast is an acronym and it's also it was the pretty much the title of the first album and the acronym stands for visual audio uh sensory theater and um i don't know it's 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 a very almost like ethereal type of listen for me and the reason why i said it led me to something else is because the background vocals is, um, of course I didn't know this as a kid, but Mm. once you get the internet and start learning and I went Mm. back to it, I found out that the background vocals, it's from uh, Bulgarian folk music. Mm. And uh, you can actually look this up online, it's called Pilence P, P -P P-I-L-E-N-C-E-P-E-E. And um, oh my god, it's gorgeous. And it led me to this whole different region of music. And it's like I can remember even at eighteen, nineteen, I was like, "What the fuck, Bulgarian folk music?" <laughs> so I, I, just dive, I just dove in. Yeah, and I was like, I ended up. So the song touched itself while I still appreciate it. It's it was more of a, like a vessel to lead me somewhere else. Yeah, that's sure. why I have, I have such a connection to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's not but- to mention the the numerous mediums in which you know you could hear that song. Like it's I can remember hearing it on the trailer for the movie The Beach. With Leonardo DiCaprio, Tilda Which Clinton. you
0: and I watched like last year, and we we're like, "What the fuck?"
1: It's an okay movie.
0: Yeah, but when he freaks out, we're like, "Oh my
1: god!" It's an okay. I kind of wish they would have ended up using the song in the movie, but they don't. It's yeah, in the they, trailer, they don't. Um, but yeah, and it's uh, one of the I can remember too because I was I'm a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, mm. and I can remember when the spinoff happened, Angel. Within the first few episodes the song is used again in one of the episodes mm-hmm. and that, that's what revitalized my attention towards it I was like oh I gotta figure out this song I gotta I gotta figure out this now that I have the internet I yeah. gotta figure out this song and then that's when I you know listened to it again and there was a description there was a whole bunch of people in the comments section they are like what's the background vocals what's the background vocals mm-hmm. and the guy was like oh yeah it's a bul- Bulgarian folk song and it's like the whole like uh, and just in terms of Bulgaria in general like it's one of their I don't want to say it's their staple song but it's yeah. it's one of their most popular ones
0: not as popular as that one band that's saying "I wanna die just like <laughs> Jesus Christ,"
1: <laughs> but I mean, it's
0: inside joke, people, <laughs> between brother Brandon and I
1: for Pet Cemetery too. Yes, um, but yeah, that's my number four. It's nothing, nothing grand, nothing as as more deep or personal as the other ones on this list. It's just I always appreciate it because it led me to something. It led me to a different region of the world in their music.
0: Awesome. Okay, best friend Ryan, what's your number four?
1: Uh, number four, I just put the band,
2: well, the group and sync. Not really a band. They don't <laughs> play any instruments. But I put the I couldn't figure out what song of theirs to pick, because uh, I listen to them a lot. Um I okay, so I have this thing where I really I really like okay, so my favorite type of music now as an adult is doo op and Motown music. I don't know if you guys listen to doo or Motown.
0: I've known you for a very very long time. That's all you ever play.
2: Not all I ever play. When we
0: went down to Kentucky, yes.
2: This, yes, when we went down to Kentucky, yes. I was deep into my duop. And but... I thought
0: you were just being ironic because you know that's you. No. But you really were like, hey, this is some good shit.
2: No, duop's fucking great. <laughs> I'm a, I real, okay, so I'm a sucker for harmonies. If if they can pull off a good harmony, I, I will love that song. Um, and duop essentially is all harmony. Basically, so that
0: means you do love for the longest time by Billy Joel, then. Yeah. Right. Cause I, that I, song's amazing.
2: I haven't. I don't think I've ever listened to that all the way through, but I know the like the chorus and yeah. stuff. Everybody does. Yeah. Um.
1: I mean, I, uh, I. That's cool. Like, mean, cause like one of my one of my favorite things I like to listen to is big bands, like Glenn Miller, um, swing bands. Uh, I, I there's just such a, there's such it's such an interesting pastime, and when you listen to it, you're like, man, this does not exist anymore. So it's interesting to go back and hear, what was.
2: Yeah. Um, but so I, I was really into the boy band movement that happened in the late nineties because they're essentially all harmony Mm because none of them, none of them play music or none of them play instruments. Um, and I, I can remember, uh, I would come home after school and watch TRL, which is back. It's, it's probably awful. I I
0: saw it. I watched five minutes, but go (laughs) ahead.
2: Um, so I would, I would watch it and like. Almost every week it would be one or two would always be Backstreet Boys and N Sync. And I could remember getting upset every time Backstreet Boys beat N Sync for the number one that day on T R L it was awful. It was just awful. So that
1: was so that was like your your, your Playstation Xbox debacle. Yeah, it was you were like yeah. that was like your Pepsi or Coke.
2: Well here's the thing, when I was a kid I I thought N Sync was way better than Backstreet Boys. Like as an adult I think the Backstreet Boys are way better than NSYNC. More theatrical, yeah. Than NSYNC I think was. Their, their music's better. I think, um, but I can I can remember going down. Uh, we had a CVS just down the block. It was right next to the video store, and they would sell NSYNC trading cards.
0: Nice. And I would
2: <laughs> I would buy them. I had I bought like four or five packs, and it was just like you know it'd be like a picture of each of the guys, and then like one of their album covers or like a, a behind the scenes tour picture or whatever.
0: So you don't have a song, you just have the band.
2: Just the band and sync. It was uh, they're really popular. I really dug their style. I uh, up until like um, might have been two thousand three when they did Bye Bye Bye.
0: Bye 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 came out in two thousand, and that was the album that No Strings. Two thousand. That was in two thousand. So, uh, that so was... It was
2: probably like their first two albums I liked.
0: Yeah. So you had NSYNC, Sync, which was their first album in 1998-99. and then you had the second album in two thousand called No Strings Attached. And that had Bye Bye Bye, and that had um, It's Gonna Be May.
2: Gonna Be May.
0: Yeah, that's how they say it. And then their <laughs> third and last album was Celebrity, where they had Pop. Dirty Pop. Dude, yeah, that I came like, out in 2002. I, like I don't like Bye Bye Bye. They never had an album in 03. It was 02 was the last album. Because that's when
2: JT became his own thing. Yeah. They all split Because off.
0: Justified came out in 03. Yeah.
2: But yeah, no, I like yeah. It was like uh, like I still listen to God. Must spend a little more time on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I drive myself crazy, mm-hmm. um, tearing up my heart. It's or tearing like, up my, my heart when I'm, when I'm with you. you, but when, when we, we are apart, apart I
0: feel into two. Okay. And no matter oh, what okay. <laughs> Yeah, number four for
2: me. Oh, no, please keep going. I'm getting, I'm getting a sniffy.
0: <laughs> I want to hear what that sounds like on the recording. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see here. Um, okay, number three. This is a little bit of a shocker to you guys because this is not really my style. But number three got me into a whole new world uh, of, of music that I really... I knew existed, but I didn't know existed, really. You know, like, I've heard of it sometimes, but I've never followed it. And uh, this is My Name Is by Eminem, Slim Shady. Yeah. So the reason why this was a big deal is the album came out in 1999. And uh, the Slim Shady LP, just for you fans out there, is actually kind of like a remake of his official underground album called uh, Infinite. But uh, Slim Shady LP... Had My Name Is, um, it had uh, uh, Bonnie and Clyde 07, it had Guilty Conscience, great album, and it was all about doing drugs and fucking Girls Raw Dog. And what made My Name Is so cool was because it was a dirty song that, what was I... Twelve, yeah, I was twelve. That that a twelve year old should not be listening to. And my favorite line of the of the whole song was, "How are you gonna breast me, mom? I got no. Uh, how you gonna me, mom? You got no tits." Like it's just so <laughs> crazy. Like this guy was saying everything I wanted to say to my mom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And this is an episode of a very special blossom. Uh, no, it's just it's 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 it was everything that you are at twelve years old when you're a boy. You're, you're starting to get the rebellious thing You know, your balls are dropping You're feeling good about life You realize that ladies are curvy And you can just pat the fun bags And then you got Slim Shady in your ear Saying, hey, it's okay, fuck a raw dog It's no big deal Hey, eat those mushrooms, it's okay It was just a different Form of music Because when I grew up, one of my favorite uh, Hip-hop artists at the time uh, was uh, Tupac uh, Sometimes you call him Tupac to sound like an idiot And uh, his songs, for lack, I mean, Tupac's songs were kind of up and down. He had a lot of party songs, he had a lot of political songs, and he had just normal regular songs. Eminem came out and every single song on the Slim Shady LP was about killing his wife, killing his mom, just dark shit. And it was something that was just so incredible that I've never heard before. Fun fact, he got sued by MTV, lost, uh, he didn't lost, uh, the, the The case got fell out, of, fell out of court because back in the day what made artists famous was when they were on the rise, MTV would put them on their spring break show, Fashionably Loud. That's how uh, Limp Bizkit got started, essentially. Okay. And what it was, mm. was they were in, spring break had this show, uh, MDF had the show in spring break for a whole week where it was this people, hot people dancing to music. <laughs> I've masturbated a lot to that, <laughs> and um, what happened was um, biscuit came out on in 1998, and that then they got signed and were big, and then Eminem came out in 99. And the reason why he got in trouble was because he was playing. Hi, my name is. You can watch this on YouTube. Um, you're supposed to leave the girls alone because Fashionably Loud is models in swimsuits walking around the band or the musicians or whatever. And you're supposed to play your songs. everybody's supposed to dance, and the models are walking around. He decided to dry hump the models while they were walking around. While he was still married to Kim, while she was there, while his daughter Haley was there, you know. And he was like, "Fuck it, I don't care. I'm just gonna jump in the crowd." That was his thing. It was that. It was that rebellious thing that really got me into My Name Is. Oh yeah. So that's why I liked it a lot.
2: Well, it doesn't really surprise me um, that you have a rap song on there. Because growing up, I've discovered that. Every every person has at least one rap song they know or they really like. Uh, you probably have one. I know. Like I got one. It's Changes by Tupac. Nice. I know,
1: I know that one by heart. Mm-hmm. That's the only rap song I know.
0: Hmm.
1: I actually, I mean, I, I know I, I you could probably ramble off some, but I don't know if I have one. You don't have one. See, you don't, there got, you go. you don't Ruining, got. You don't got. You don't got.
2: my statement. <laughs> I had this this thing, I, I, and you're just no. like, nope. Another no, brand's
0: favorite song is "Fuck the Police."
2: I mean, it's okay. See, like, our it. Few, Max, you guys remember Max? Yeah. Guessing. Yeah. That's, he knows that song verbatim. Yeah. And it's funny to hear him recite it. Because he doesn't rap it. He's like.
1: Oh, he t- you know what? He speaks it. Actually. It's like a spoken word poem. I retract. There is one. Stand Up by Ludacris. There you go. Stand Up. Stand Up. Stand See, up. I, I think Ludacris is really cool. Luda! And that's my whiteness showing. I think Ludacris <laughs> is really cool. Hey, I think he's that cool dude. It's okay
0: because during the uh, during the race draft, we got Beyonce the white people.
2: <laughs>
0: Chappelle did that back in the early two thousands. Uh, the Asians Tiger got Woods. Tiger Woods, yeah. and white people got Beyonce and yeah. Colin Powell. Yeah, Colin Powell as well. They did another one.
1: Yeah, uh, brother Brandon, what's your number three? Number three is um, one of my favorite favorite artists of all time. Uh, he was. I think how you were attracted to the rebelliousness of Eminem, Mm -hmm. I was attracted to the rebelliousness of another person Mm -hmm. who took it to the extreme, and I loved, even at that age, I loved how many ripples he caused. Marilyn Manson. And my favorite song ever of his, still now and even then, is The Dope Show.
0: Interesting. I thought you were going to say Beautiful People, but okay.
1: No, The Dope Show. And it, this is from his... I I even had this album, yeah. uh, Mechanical Animals. Mm,
0: the one with his titties are on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I can remember... I I can still remember... M- mom was never... I never showed my stepdad. He... This was not a guy to show things to, or this was not a guy to tell things about.
0: Hey, stepdad, look. It's a guy with titties. Look at it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, a redneck stepdad at that. <laughs> oh, my God. A neck? You're like a, here
0: you go, Mr. Neck.
1: Anyway, continue. But I can remember... Uh, i was i was like mom can i get a cd can i get a cd she was like sure and i brought it to her and at, ch- at the checkout line i can remember you could start seeing the redness flow into her cheeks was she- this at
0: walmart yeah so it was censored then
1: yeah okay so you could see you could see the redness in her cheeks of having to pass this over to the cashier <laughs>
0: <laughs> my son's gonna buy an album with guy with tits on it
1: um and i even I, before she got in line she looked at it she was like i can remember she looked at me she was like, Brandon. I uh, I don't know. I was like, Mom, it's he's mom, he's fine. Mom, he's cool. Please, I really I really, really like him. Yeah. And she oh, she was on the fence. She was on the fence hardcore. Yeah. But she was like, you know, she saw her precious little boy, her only boy.
0: Yeah. Oh, that little halo that you have.
1: (laughs) She was like, Oh, okay. Well just don't and even in the car, I remember she telling me she was like, Just don't don't play it when Alex is home. Don't just keep it out of his sight.
0: Yeah, sure. (laughs)
1: So God bless mother. But, you know, um,
0: recently he just—he's uh, got out of the hospital. He was in yeah. a serious accident.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, stage props fell on him. Guns.
0: Stage prop of guns fell on him. <laughs> yeah, knocked him out. He's in the hospital. Yeah. I think he's out now.
1: I don't know. He—he's—he's he's always been that person to me. That's. And I want to—I want to use the word inspiration. Not as a means of like I'm I'm goo goo gaga over him. Hmm. I he was one of the first instances of because as an even though I'm going into school for writing and I want to be a writer, he told me that if you have something to say, say it. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't let people put you down and don't let society and the society's rules quote unquote rules. Mm-hmm tell you what you can and can't do.
0: Now, that, now, now is that also, um, because of you seeing the scene of him being interviewed in the bowling from Columbine documentary? No, okay. I didn't even
1: know of that movie then. Oh, I, okay. I was not even aware. I of didn't
0: though. know if, if that also inspired you because, because he is a very intelligent man,
1: but I mean, at the same time, he was on the news everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the, they were putting the entire blame of Columbine on him,
0: which he said just a few weeks ago before his accident. did. You read that article? Huh. Uh Marilyn Manson said just a few weeks ago, everybody can Facebook it, Google it, whatever, uh, that uh, the reason why he's not popular anymore is because Columbine destroyed his career. Everybody blamed him for it.
1: I... I yeah, I could see that being true. Like, the, I mean, he wasn't the sole blame. I mean, the video game Doom was also another blame. Mm. Um, but, I mean, he got the blunt force of it. Yeah, he did. Um, but the Dope Show is... I don't know, man. It was almost like... I love how directly The Dope Show pretty much attacks the Hollywood scene, mm-hmm. the California scene, everybody wanting to be a star. And I think, again, a lot of these songs I'm starting to realize now have relevance in today's world where everybody wants their 15 minutes, man. Yeah. You know, and what's what's kind of sad about it is, at the same time, is you can be an instant hit in, an, in a matter of hours mm-hmm. for simply doing, for, for being an idiot, for saying something stupid. Mm-hmm or a combination of the both. And it's, it's almost, Dope Show is almost uh, Manson's way of being like, just, just stop. You yeah. don't have to always try to be this, the shining star in the crowd. And yeah. You don't always have to try and be, you know, you don't always have to try and be that image. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting to me, it, especially I love the imagery of the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I think Marilyn Manson looks pretty damn good as a woman. And even as a kid, I was, I was like, whoa. I'm a little I, confused. I'm a, well, okay, this is... Uh, this mean, is even interesting. Now, even now, I'm like, man, that's... I, I, like, I like the imagery that he took. I like the steps that he took as an artist. Every time, every song, it was, you know what? This is how you're going to treat me? Fine. I'm going to show you... I'm going to show society how you really are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And every song did that.
0: Part two of a trilogy, by the way. <laughs> so um, but uh,
1: yeah. yeah
2: oh go ahead uh, best friend Ryan what's
0: you your what? number three
2: I was going talk about Marilyn Manson for oh, yeah. a second there um, I was never allowed to listen to Marilyn Manson yeah when I was younger because my mom thought that, that was devil stuff oh yeah my mom's not like a, I, I kind of paint my mom as kind of a super Christian she wasn't but she like portrayed if, if it was on the news she kind of you know she believed it so like she believed the whole he got he took out a rib so he could suck his dick thing. oh god <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, I I never I was never allowed
1: to listen was, to it. I mean, he was just one of those things like he always pointed out the idiots. He always pointed out the assholes or even now, like the apologetic coward. You know what I mean? Like you, and you got everybody apologizing for everything they do and say left and right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, if you if if you truly believe what you're saying and doing, own up to those values Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to do that anymore today. And I think this song has, like with Eulogy and Tool, I think it has so much relevance in today.
0: And it's so great, too, because just last week he released his new album. So yeah. and it's great that he's still making music, and it's great that his music is still sounding good. And, and, and the,
1: brief, the brief moments that he, he actually does some scores from, I think Resident Evil, I think what makes that movie is his score. Right? And it's gorgeous. Right? Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Anyway, oh, God, that's a great score. Uh, Best Friend Ryan, what is your uh, number three?
2: All right, I don't really have a story for this. I just think it's that's a okay. nice song. It's uh, Torn by, Nat- I think it's, I don't Natalie know. Imbruglio. Is it Imbruglio? I can't remember if it was Imbruglia or Imbruglia. Nothing's right, I'm torn. Um, uh, I just really like that song. I can remember uh, my brothers. Um, I'm the youngest of four children. I have. Jesus, your poor mother. Well, she had well three births, four children. Uh, my brother, Justin, and my sister twins. Uh, we're all about 18 months apart or so. My brother, My brother, Derek, said you know, when we were kids, uh, was like the worst person ever to live. <laughs> and I think he never got over it. My theory is that he never got over the fact he was no, no longer an only child. Um, that prick. But my brothers would uh, make fun of me. A lot like really hard if i listened to girl music like was a female singer
0: yeah it's girl music man
2: <laughs> and like so i wouldn't listen to like so I, like I, you know i'd listen to britney spears and then they would my family so i wouldn't listen to britney spears and all that stuff um but like this i remember this being like the only song that they couldn't like i wouldn't let them make like they would be like oh you know you, you you like boys huh you're queer all this stuff like no i just think it's a good song yeah <laughs> so i got yeah this, it is a good song
0: she's yeah. a one-hit wonder
2: yeah, isn't she like an, act? I thought she, wasn't she an actress or something? Like an Australian actress or New Zealand actress? Probably like Australian.
0: Yeah, but I mean, she had that one that song. That was her only hit. Yeah, I know. That was but, her hit. And
2: eh, I like that song. I still listen to it to this day. Great hit. Yeah. It's great. Hey, hit. she walked away with a hit.
0: Yeah, that's all that matters. She yeah. makes millions every time that plays. Yeah. Every time I play it on Spotify, she gets a nickel. <laughs> A shiny nickel. A shiny nickel. Uh, this one's probably uh, I these last two for me are, are, are gonna go on a little ridiculous here, boys. I apologize. But uh Limp Biscuit. No, not both Limp Biscuit. But I, I, I figured now is opportunity for me to actually do it. So I I will admit and then I'll explain. Uh, my number two favorite song uh, is Nookie Bite Limp Biscuit. Okay. So the reason why I say that, Ryan has always harassed me about liking Limp Bizkit. <laughs> um, I say I don't care. Right. Um, uh, they came out in 98 with $3 billy all, and they came out with Faith, which is a fun little re- redo of George Michael's version. Uh, but Nookie is what just completely opened the gates for me because that album came out the same uh, year as as the Some Shady LP. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also came out the same year as Korn's Issues oh. album
1: god bless your mother you know i have to deal with the ego that was spewing out of you
0: yeah <laughs> uh, i am not a limp biscuit fan anymore i wanted to make that clear what's going on right now is they are dubbed uh this new album that they've been that they've been trying to do has been dubbed the uh, chinese democracy of, of 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 new metal and what that means is uh guns and roses uh, was in production to make an album for 15 years, and they were calling it Chinese Democracy. The album finally came out over 12 years ago, and it was the worst album considered of all time. Limp Biscuit has been in production hell of an album called Stampede of the Disco Elephants. That's a great uh, title. I know. Since 2012, and they released five songs, and everybody's like, where's your album? They're like, yeah, we'll release it when we can. So like, they've lost a lot of fans, and me included. I was a huge fan. Um, I oh, had, so you're done? I'm I'm done. With, I mean, I I will not buy or listen to Stampede if it ever comes out. Uh, you don't do that to your fans. That's that's kind of my little mo on. And it's like, you are a big band in the late '90s. Uh, one of your guitarists leaves because Fred is Fred could be a douche. And then you come back together and you make two good albums after you come back as as the guitarist. And then you're like, yeah, we'll come out with an album when we feel like it. And it's like, I want to buy your shit. I'm giving you my money. Right. Like what the hell? But so the reason why Nookie was so big was because, and uh, that time period in the movie when that when that song came out, I was anti-rap, and this was before I heard uh, My Name Is by uh, by Eminem. Uh I was anti-rap. I wanted rock at at. at 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 this point, I was listening to the '80s rock. I was listening to Poison and Rat and and Van Halen. Like that's Iron what Maiden, I, baby. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. You know, Priest, uh, you know uh, all, uh, Motley Crue. You know, Quiet Riot. All those great ones. <laughs> uh, Sister Christian. Anyway, um, but so what? What 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 made me fall in love with it was on TRL. And and uh, Carson Daly says we got this new video called Nookie by Limp Biscuit. I'll never forget this. I'm like Limp Biscuit, What the fuck does that? You know, and then it's the video Nookie where uh, the whole video is, of course, douchebaggery. Uh, Fred Durst is walking down a city block with 100 women following behind him wearing the same clothes he has on uh, with the backwards red right hat. And I'm like, oh, this is rad because it starts out kind of like, you know, that rap hip hop thing. But then it goes into the I did it all for the Nookie part. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I've never heard of this before. This is great. I don't know what Nookie means. I don't know. I'm going to take this cookie and stick it up with your head. So uh, my mom,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we go to Walmart, you know, and uh, I said, "Mom, I really want this album. It's called Limp Biscuit." And she goes, "Limp Biscuit." Dad, who I showed the album to later, quickly knew what Limp Biscuit meant, and he goes, "Your mother bought you that album." I will never forget him. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Limp Biscuit means limp dick. Um, so the so the band's name is called Limp Dick. Um, <laughs> that's the name of the band. And uh, to end my rant here, going on, um, I was getting dressed for school. And, uh, and I was listening to Nookie blaring into my room and my mom comes in, takes the CD, tosses like a Frisbee and said, what the hell is this? I said, it's Nookie. She goes, do you know what that means?
2: <laughs> she was
0: so mad. She was so mad. Funny story. Fast forward a year. I am now 13 years old. We go to Walmart again and she buys me the third album, Limp Biscuit Presents Chocolate Starfish in the Hot Dog Flavored Water. For the people that do not know, who is not only a Biscuit fan, Chocolate Starfish means the human asshole. Yeah. So the album's called Asshole in Hot Dog Flavored Water. The old Rusty
1: Sheriff's badge.
0: Yeah. So the song itself didn't do anything for me. It was just the it was just when it came out, it came out at a perfect time, you know, in 1999 that year, just a few months after the album came out, Woodstock uh, uh, Woodstock 99 came out, it was huge. I mean, mean, 99 was such a big year for this kind of stuff and I was so into it, I was learning new music because at this time, like I said, I was listening to 80s rock, you know. And
1: it was was one of those things where it's like, it was now or never because fucking Y2K was on the horizon. Yeah, right. And we were all gonna goddamn die.
0: Exactly, so I wanted to listen to, which I feel is a great title for the second album, Significant Other, which Nookie is on. That album also gave us uh, "Break Stuff," um,
1: yeah. Don't know that one.
0: Um, and also gave us "End Together" now with uh, Method Man and a uh, rearrange and uh, and uh, it Rolling.
1: Was, Which one's Rolling?
0: Rolling on? is "Chocolate Starfish." Every a real <laughs> biscuit fan does not like "Chocolate Starfish" <laughs> on the Hotel Favorite Water. They that's when
2: they went ma- mainstream.
0: That's when Rahiko's Rolling is just, and then he does a song with Exhibit. And then he does a song with Snoop Dogg on the oh, th- next album.
1: It's is Exhibit Pit My Ride? Yes. Yeah. All right. It's just like, okay, <laughs> you know,
0: and, and that's when, and that's of course when Wes Bond left the band. Um, so I'm no longer a fan of Limp Biscuit because you have promised me an album since 2012. You have not given me. The last album they... Yeah, had. we
2: woke up early when we were down in Paducah to go get it from a Target or something like that. The Best
0: Buy, and the I pissed off buy. Chad. Yeah. I was like, "Chad, <laughs> Chad, we gotta go." It was six o'clock in the morning. You got
2: there an hour before they open. <laughs>
0: an hour before they open, we got there an hour before they open because we were down in Paducah producing one of the films that we made, and Chad was driving, so he drove me there. He was like, "What are we getting?" I was like, "Like Biscuit's new album, Gold Cobra."
2: He was like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" Jordan Jordan kept doing this thing with his hands every time he said Gold Cobra. <laughs>
1: just to piss him off and he made us listen
2: to it the the whole album the the whole album on the drive on part of the trip back up here it wasn't that bad i was reading a book no i was doing homework (laughs) i was doing homework so i wasn't paying attention
0: but uh gold cobra just for the just for you to know brother brandon gold Gold Mm -hmm. cobra means uh the rich okay gold cobra Yeah. yeah so uh brother brandon what's your number two
1: um, number two is a bit of a, a, a big deal for me too, only because I got so much shit uh in school for this. And uh I'll just go ahead and give you the title of the name and then I'll give you a reason why. Machine Head by Bush.
0: Nice.
1: I fucking love Bush. Mm-hmm. And well Who doesn't? I, lo- I love Bush on a woman too. Yeah. Um here are the Matter. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were talking about the president for a second. Oh I, no, I, no, I was confused. No, no, no. Um, but the reason why I got so much shit for this is because this was also the time when every when I was listening to Bush, this was when everyone was listening to Nirvana. Yeah. And I always got shit saying that, "Oh, Bush is just a knockoff of Nirvana."
0: Yeah, I understand that why they say that.
1: And I'm like, I, I could kind of understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, it was I, I connected more to Bush, but I was that way in general. I was always rooting for the underdog of things. You know, while people were listening to Nirvana, I was listening to Bush. While kids were watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I was watching Street Sharks. Street Sharks.
2: Gargoyles.
1: (laughs) But, I don't know, man. This one has such, you know, it's part of their debut album, 16 Stones. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, another thing, too, it's, I think a lot of it is because I'm such a movie fan. A lot of it, what attracted me to it is because of the movie Fear. Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon. Yep. Um, this song actually won. Machine Head actually won the uh, MTV, I think, music video awards. I think it. I think um, movie actually, or music awards. Movie uh, awards. Movie awards. Yeah, and what which I always thought was interesting because I thought "Come Down" was more of their was more of their mainstream hit, but yeah. no, Machine Head got it, and so that elevated my interest into Machine Head even more. Yeah. Line from fear. Open the fucking door. <laughs> um, but yeah. T- yeah, I don't know. I I can't. Machine has a great song. It is. Got a machine head. It, it's just it, I always tell people like if there's a lot of things to say and show mm-hmm. to go back to the 90s. Mm-hmm. To me, if you really want to show it, so, show someone like what the 90s was. Mm-hmm. 90s was probably one of the best eras of grunge. Mm-hmm. And I would always show people Machine Head. I was always I would always tell people listen to Machine Head. I'm just I'm saying Glycerine. It's okay. I, I I don't mind that song. Hmm, the Machine Head, man, it's just like it's it's it, the tempo is just always moving. Now
0: was this the time that you got in a bush because you and I watched American Wolf in Paris and they played the Mouth song? It is right because that song was fucking amazing.
1: And yeah, even outside of that that movie, even just the because there's two versions of Mouth.
0: Yeah, there's the remix that's on the American Wolf in Paris one, yeah. and then there's the original art, like kind of like acoustic kind of version. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. So like that. A lot of. Like I said, a lot of my things, it's either because I was being in a situation at home where I wanted, you know, my voice, and even just in Dixie County in general, where most people's voices are subdued because you can't say shit in a town like that. Yeah. I mean, that's why I mentioned Marilyn Manson. That's why Tool was such an influence. And that's why, when I listened to Machine Head, I was just like, the tempo is so, it's just raw. And it's like, to me, Machine Head always represented, you know, trying to clear out your head space. Sure, yeah. You know, and like going green to red you know Mm -hmm. and it's just like ah, it's one of my favorite songs of all time yeah and whenever i hear it i'm like oh not only am i brought back to the 90s i'm brought back to how i felt as a kid and be like okay yeah this is why i love doing what i do because it's it's i think that's what's beautiful about like music movies books anything it's like there's there's a connection Mm -hmm. that tells you everything's all right Mm -hmm. and that's what it did for me
0: uh best friend ryan what's your number two
1: uh number two
2: is crazy by Narles barkley nice uh that was i'm not being very popular i think in 2006 yeah. You, yeah. Do you know the album the album of his Back, uh, backstory uh no not no but movie, i uh,
0: know that the album cover was like one of those um so, one of those one? ink rorschach yeah rorschach test
2: yeah um, I just think it's a very nice song. I think that CeeLo sounds very good on, on, the, on the track, as I think the proper lingo is. Um, <laughs> I preferred nomenclature. Tenth um, grade. I think it'd be tenth grade. Um, I, w- I took a uh, video production class, and it, it, it is nothing fancy. We had little mini DV cameras. Um, but one of the one of the assignments we had to do was music video um and i picked this song i was gonna do music video for this song and i had this whole thing planned out it was gonna be um it was part of it was gonna be well the whole thing was gonna be um the joker and harleen quinzel she was gonna be interviewing him and all this stuff and then at the end of it she was gonna turn into harley and be crazy and gonna be like stuff with shadows and all that stuff is really cool and then i couldn't get anyone willing to put on face paint so i had to pick a different song no, I, one, no one wanted no one, to be the joker no one no one no one would i asked my cousin who does a Jesus. lot of stuff for me and i asked you know all my some of my other friends at school and they're like no they're like no uh, they, they didn't want to do it so i ended up ended up picking a weird owl song for a the, weird owl song yeah for the project do you remember which one um, it was uh You're Pitiful, it's uh his version of You're Beautiful by James Blunt, which is a song I actually like.
0: You're beautiful when he talks about how he's fucking high and they play on the radio for a week before they catched it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that song. But yeah, that's uh um I really like really like crazy. I think it's their only is that their only song? Like their only big song? No, no,
0: no. The Austin awesome, the Fuck you
2: Well that's just CeeLo. That's just Ceele. that's not Gnarls Barkley. Because no. Gnarls Barkley is him and some DJ. From they him. did another
0: song where the music video, you can look it up on YouTube. It's, uh, there are cockroaches running away from a 1950s housewife. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first big hit, before Crazy. Oh, well, I like Crazy. I can remember when, I can, I can remember, when remember when I lost my mind. Uh My number one.
1: Go pee. That oh. way, I, I wanted that uh, silence so you know where to cut. Okay, you can sorry. put in like you can either cut or put in a, a, a commercial or. Okay,
0: I just really need a fucking pick. Yeah, I apologize. I, I can't get out.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jordan, when you listen to edit all of this, okay, you got to make sure to edit this. <laughs> Don't just get lazy and fucking just put it in the show. You dumb fuck. How long I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. How long have we been going for? 8.03? I
2: don't
1: know. Yeah. That's a good time. I didn't mean that, Jordan. I'm sorry. I know we're... I'm sorry. You know what? No. There's lots of things I want to say to you. <laughs> and I'm going to say them right now. <laughs> You're a whore. Your mother's a whore. You're
2: all whores.
0: Okay, I'm good Okay Sorry about that So my number one uh, it's when I was growing up for me, it was either you are a, a Limp Bizkit fan or a Corn fan. Uh, I was both, but looking at it now, I liked Limp Bizkit growing up in the nineties because, you know, they were skateboarding guys, you know, talking about things that I liked. Corn was more adult, but now I'm older my number one favorite song uh, would be Freak on a Leash by Korn.
1: Nice. And I, you know what? I almost, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. Because in in, we, we talked to each other through Messenger. I Part of me almost wanted to ask you if freakin on Leash was number one. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'll, I'll let him save it.
0: Yeah. I mean, Freak and a Le- <laughs> So 1999, 1998 brought us Korn's third album, which was Follow the Leader. One of the most darkest freaking album covers of all time. It's so fucking crazy. Have you seen this album cover,
2: Ryan? What, what album?
0: Uh Follow the Leader.
2: That the girl hop hopscotch on the right?
0: Club. That's yeah. fucking crazy.
2: My my brother had that album.
0: Everybody had this album. This was Korn's first time going platinum. Uh they only had two hits on a on this on this 13 track album and it was freaking Alicia Got the Life. Also fun fact, you can't do it anymore with streaming, but if you actually go and buy the physical copy of the disc The first track is track number 13. They have 25 seconds of silence because one of their fans committed suicide. So, tracks 1 through 12 is silent. Each track is two seconds. So, track 1, two seconds. Track 2, two seconds. So, number 13 is the actual first track, and it's called It's On.
1: Okay. I never knew that.
0: Yeah. Interesting, huh? So, the music video really did it for me. The music video um, is the cartoon version of the of this great artwork by Seth MacFarlane, Todd McFarlane. Tom Todd McFarlane, McFarlane. Not Seth, I'm sorry. It's Todd McFarlane who did Spawn. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the music video uh, and you know, the cop falls, trips and the bullet goes off and the whole music video is a bullet going straight. Right. And you could kill any of these people and it misses them. And then you got the band performing. When I saw the music video, because I don't know who Korn was, mm-hmm. TRL introduced me to Korn. Just like they did to Limp Bizkit. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Fuck, 80s rock. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is the greatest thing in the world. And my public library had the album. We can get it for free. No shit. I immediately went there and got it. And the listed, Swanton
1: Public the Library. The Swanton.
0: And then a month later, they pulled it because it was the right. Bernal Visory version. And they
1: realized
0: <laughs> that... Wait a minute. There's some songs on here cuz there's a song that is, I didn't know they I didn't know they rented out CDs. All back in the day they did. CD. They
1: still have fucking VHSs there. Yeah,
0: I'm sure they do. I rented the Green Mile there a few times. <laughs> so, It's Just Freak on a Leash was a sound that I've never heard before. The way that head and monkey play their guitar riffs It's just so incredible and then fieldy with his bass line with the slapping of it is just so incredible makes it sound like an actual dj and then david at the time but they have a new drummer now roy but david would always would just the snare drum would always be louder than anything else and Mm. jonathan davis's vocals oh my god it could just shatter glass that that guy has been through so much shit it's crazy and like all their albums are just so fucking awesome. Um, and they always try new things. What's what's really cool about Corn and why I'm, I'm not loving Limp Bizkit anymore is because every album is the same thing with Limp Bizkit. With Corn, every album is completely fucking different. And they also did something that's really cool with Follow the Leader. Uh, internet really wasn't mainstream yet at the time in 98, but they did. But they had a website called TV, And they had a webcam in the studio. And it was slow, of course. I tried to watch, and you couldn't, of course. <laughs> uh, but you can watch them make follow the leader. Okay. And there's there's clips on YouTube of them making follow the leader and stuff. But uh, if you're not a fan of Corn, you need to check these out in order. First album, Corn. Second album is Life Is Peachy. Third album is Follow the Leader. Fourth album is Issues. Fifth album is See on the Other Side. Sixth album is t- uh, Take a Look in the Mirror. A uh, seventh album is Untitled. Eighth album uh, is Corn uh, Three and uh, the ninth album is tolth of a uh, path of totality and now their newest one sing of sorrows it's just oh my god this band they they can't do anything wrong yeah uh, great song great album father leader one of Wonderful.
1: the one of the first songs of corn i can remember hearing again I, like i said I, I, everything ties into movies for me so yeah. it was um tomb raider 2 yeah uh-huh. The circle of life, I believe that if I remember, and it was did my time, yeah. From the take me uh, take a look at the site, yeah. yeah that, so that's yeah. when I heard I did my time, I was like, Oh, I gotta find out who this band is. And then that summer, I, I can kind of remember telling you about Tomb Raider 2 and telling you about the song I heard, yeah. And I, if I remember, I, you it was almost like it was it was almost like a new awakening for you as a brother, yeah, because I was like, I listened to this song, Corn, and you were like, Oh well, step into my office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me educate you. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: like Corn. Corn did something so cool, and th- and I wanted to save the best one for last because I have a lot to say about Corn. I don't want to make it sound like I'm rambling on here. It, it's just um, what I love about um, not only Father Leader and and freaking Alicia is that every album tells a different story because Corn One, uh, the first album. Uh, It's all about sexual abuse as Jonathan Davis as a child and then uh, the song Daddy, which is the 12th and final track on the album. Uh, He cries for five minutes at the end of the song because he couldn't deal with it anymore. And then Ross Robertson, who was the producer of the album, also produced uh, the first two Slipknot albums, uh, said, keep recording, let him cry. So that was the thing. So for the first three Korn albums, the last song was always the heaviest, most hardest thing for Jonathan Davis to do. And they would always let it record and just let him cry. And then when you're sitting there, you listen to the album from beginning, middle, and the end. And then you got to that last song where he's crying for five minutes. You're like, oh my God, I feel this guy's pain. This is ridiculous. Like, it's so great. But then they come out with songs like Adidas. Yeah. Which is all day I dream about sex, you know? And and uh, Well, this,
1: it, this was one of the first bands too. I mean, to really connect with a lot of people who were feeling the same thing. You know, I mean, he, he really touched into a market of, uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to say market. That seems too commercial. Sure. He really touched into uh, to people who really needed a voice to speak to them. Yes. People who were sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. People who were, who were mistreated at home. Mm-hmm. People who were physically abused. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a lot of kids I can remember in my high school and even middle school. You could tell which kids. I mean, I had a, I had a rough home life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but it was mostly poverty. Mm-hmm. One thing I can say is I was never touched. Mm-hmm. I was never touched. I was never beaten. It was always groundings. Sure, yeah. Um, but there were people in my school that you could tell suffered that.
0: Yeah, and Korn uh, was there to help.
1: I'm, oh, yeah, and they, these were kids who were called the Goths, of course, who yeah. were called, you know, the the devil worshipers. And that's what they were called. But um, these were people I I sort of connected with, too. Like, I never became – I never really associated myself with any clique. Sure. I was, cause to me, like I was one of those people. Still to this day, I was one of those people. I was like, man, there's there's people and there's good people in every clique.
0: You're you are an everyman guy.
1: Yeah, I was. Well, I was also the class clown.
0: Yeah. So. So you were a clique.
1: Well, uh, no class clown's a solo man. He's, he's the lone wolf. He's the <laughs> wolf. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. I, I think that's what corn did, and I mean, especially since we we lived and we all grew up in a very poor community, mm-hmm. that shit happens. Oh, that yeah. shit still happens. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, that's one thing I've always appreciated corn. And my wife, one of the first things that attracted me to her, and when we started figuring out what what we like, what we don't like, uh, I asked her, I was like, "What's some of the music you like?" One of the first things actually that came out of her mouth was, "I love corn." Yeah, corn's great, and and, and and I was and... like. Ugh. oh god and when she told me one of her favorite movies was army of darkness i was like
2: all
0: right i'm putting a ring on it yeah putting a ring on it um the last thing i gotta say and then i'll shut up about it is uh this is not in my top five but i definitely want you guys to uh, hear this as an audience especially for nowadays uh if i can be serious for a second one of the most important songs by corn and also in my opinion one of the most important songs that you can hear that it speaks truly nowadays by corn is from their first album uh, which is self-titled, and it's called Faggot, spelled F-A-G-E-T, not the F-A-G-G-O-T. And the reason why that song is, is because the whole song is about how Jonathan Davis in high school was constantly called a faggot for doing what? Nothing. That was what us boys always said to each other. Oh, man, you're being a fag, right? And he took that personally. And then his famous line in the, in the, in the song is, well, if I'm a faggot, y'all can suck my dick and fucking like it. I mean that's just so fucking cool That's so interesting because it's like First of all the name's misspelled But then what he does is that he completely flips it And says well if you think this is what I am Then this is then who I am So I'm going to explain it to you why I am this way That I am just because I dress differently than just Because I act differently you speak differently It doesn't mean that I'm totally fucking different And that's why that song is so interesting That song almost got pulled from the album really because it was so controversial because people were like oh this this band singing about how ba- gay people are bad and he's like listen to the fucking lyrics naturally yeah right so uh great band great song freaking at least check that out brother brandon what's your number 1
1: uh all right number 1 uh and if your brothers ryan hated you for listening to
2: they would have they would have done the same yes
1: they would have destroyed me because my number 1 is not only probably in uh, not only just in num- my number 1 in podcast it probably would end up being number 1 of all time of all music and it's Alanis Morissette because she was one of my first crushes sure right right she was oh my god i can still remember she was almost like a goddamn angel to me on tv yeah and i was it was one of those moments where it's i think it was also that age where y- your body is changing you're know, you starting to realize, oh my God, I'm starting to develop emotions for the opposite sex. I'm Mm -hmm. starting to develop emotions for a a totally different human being. Mm -hmm. And Alanis was one of them. And her song is Uninvited. Mm -hmm. And my Mm -hmm. God, is this song fucking great. The theme song to City of Angels. That's what I was about to say. The City of Angels soundtrack. um, Which I owned. uh, But I also like, she, once I heard Uninvited, once I watched City of Angels again yeah. tied in with a movie Yeah, but I, I was like I gotta find out more about her I have to like I was it was almost scary I was never to the point where I was writing her letters you know like that creepy fan dear Alanis yeah
0: I jerked it to you tonight <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she was like she was it, it was a weird it, it's kind of weird to, to say this now but she was one of the first women even at that age I was like I want to marry her yeah right I want to like she seems the type of girl that you marry you marry that she she not only you know loves you she cares about what you do and then like I was like I'm gonna care about what she does because she's great and yeah. it was just I was just rambling on and on and on so I went out and bought her first jaggy little pill nice which I still think to this day yeah I would I would argue to the death it is probably the in the top five greatest albums ever released in music history
0: yeah absolutely but unfortunately her other albums have suffered yeah. Unfortunately. Especially with the second album when she says thank you for 20 times and she's <laughs> naked throughout New York City. <laughs> I didn't mind.
1: But uh, um, Jagged Little Pill, like, uh, I'll go back to Uninvited, but Jagged Little Pill, god damn, just about every fucking song on that album is gold.
0: You ought to know, ironic.
1: Right. One hand in my pocket. Yes. Um, and it's... So when, we got, when I got to Uninvited, it's not only as a kid I sort of I was sort of like City of Angels it was yeah. interesting yeah until I realized oh it's a remake Wings of, of Desire, Desire yeah. you know of course yeah it's the better one um but then it, 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 I started as I got older and started listening to it more and more I realized just how haunting it is A that know? piano yeah it's great and then which just builds the tempo builds and then you bring in just like the the guitar the yeah. drum everything just
2: hits Time. you
1: oh yeah and um that song. and the meaning of the song can it can be differently for everyone there's been some people who think it's it's a song about probably rape Ooh. um i have always looked at it as like uh, an obsessed fan which going back to how i was treat how i looked at it when i was a kid i'm like oh god i'm i'm that guy <laughs> but i don't know man i i And I also wish movies and soundtracks were together again. You know what I mean? And not that they're not, because, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, like, that soundtrack is great. But in the 90s and early 2000s, it was always great to know that there was a movie and a soundtrack. The, The... 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 the marriage of the two.
0: Absolutely, because the Godzilla soundtrack is amazing
1: compared to the Don Men in Black. <laughs> Men in Black. Here comes the Men in Black. It was just. I don't know, man. Alanis is still to this day. I even though she's been quiet, which I'm surprised, especially in in, in lieu of today's political. She's been quiet ever
0: since Woodstock. Woodstock fucked her up.
1: It, it, Woodstock fucked up a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's interesting to know that why, especially in today's right now in our today's political thing. Uh, she and tool like even with tool like mm-hmm. to me as right now I'm like these are the people we need to come back yeah. in resurgence and be like no we need to hear their voices now more than ever
0: you see I will I will agree with you but I would also say that I want to hear a system of a down and I want to hear rage against the machine come back especially with this well, going on yeah.
1: Uh, yeah I put them in the list as absolutely. well absolutely I mean these were people who were left and right Alanis was one of them these were people who were, again like even Marilyn Manson he's still in, you know he's still doing his thing these were people who Who They had something to say, man. Yeah. They had something to say and they were not afraid to say it. Different than Miley Cyrus. Yeah, which, I mean, I like Miley Cyrus now.
0: Right? She's... (laughs) I called it. Gina didn't believe me. Then we'll go to Best Friend Ryan here. She had that slut face and she was like, Gina was like, oh my God, I'm not a Miley Cyrus fan. I was like, Gina, this is a slut face. Christina did it when she was ex-Tina. Britney Spears did it. They all have the slut face and then after they get enough dick, they decide, you know what? We're going to be we're gonna be good wholesome girls again. But so. yeah,
1: Alana um, Alanis said, "Uninvited." Uh, that is my favorite song of hers. She's probably, she's one of, m- not only my first crush. Yeah. My first like celebrity crush. Right. Just in terms of music, like every, I, I just even now, man, like as I was, we were preparing for the show. Listen to an Uninvited like probably twelve times.
0: It has every instrument you can think of in the song. Yeah, it's wonderful.
1: And then I list I had to listen to the entire Jagged Little Pill again. Right. And I was like, oh my god, like everything was flooding back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alanis Morissette, Uninvited, number one song of pod past years. Probably my favorite artist of all time. Mm-hmm. Listen to her; she's great.
0: Best friend Ryan, what's your number one, buddy? You cannot follow this. These I cannot. two these it's, two things that we got going on.
2: I cannot. Mine is not a a deep song. It is not a political song. It is it is just a <laughs> simple country song. <laughs> It is Red Dirt Road by Brooks and Dunn. It's sitting on a dirt road. Nope. 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 That is that Jason. Red Aldi. dirt road. Oh, it's Where okay. I drank my first beer. beer.
1: Yeah.
0: It's when I first found Jesus. Where I
1: wrecked my first car. When I turned it, it, it all. tore it all to pieces. pieces. Oh yeah, this was a staple in our high school as well. This
0: was your theme song because you did all, all those things. That's where you found Jesus. That's where you drank your first beer.
2: Fun fact, actually, the church we went to I mentioned earlier yeah. was at the end of a gravel road. Yeah. So yeah, so that long of. dirt road. <laughs> I and, uh, I I never did you lose met, a virginity I, on that road? Well, the song doesn't mention I'm losing his virginity, but it, it
0: means implies.
2: No, I did not. I did not have sex in the church. If that's what you're asking. Damn. That is blasphemy. Wait, that I didn't or that I did? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's just uh, this is. Uh, I think Brooks and Dunn are one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, I think uh, probably they I, I listen to them more than I've listened to a lot of other bands, um, especially when I was younger, the whole country thing I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I like the song it's 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 simple, it's uh it tells a story. it's uh the thing I like about the best and I think it actually fits our whole theme here is that the song's very nostalgic. it's about yeah, it's, about the, it's you know, it's about a guy's first love, very simple thing. The theme isn't very hard to hard to grasp a hold of. Um, but, uh, this is actually, uh, when I was still in high school, I had decided that I was, I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, make movies and stuff. I wanted to go off to film school and all that jazz. And I actually, yeah, all that jazz, little finger. Um, I actually wrote a script based off this song. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it combines this song, Red Dirt Road, and it combines, um... Uh, there's the Brooks and Dunn song Believe, which is about, it's like a gospel song by this old black man. Um, What's so funny? Nothing.
0: I just was smirking. Oh,
2: okay. Because. <laughs> Are you making fun of me? No, like, I'm we're... just
0: smirking. I'm not making fun of you. Uh, I didn't make, I didn't make fun of you. I man. was not I making fun was. of you, best friend Ryan. I just smirked.
2: I get it. It's country. It's, Unbelievable. It's less, than, it's less than corn. I understand. Jeez. I was. You know what? For the record, I was
0: not making fun of Breastaurant. Right? I just had a snicker. That was it.
2: Anyways, um, yeah. So I I attempted to write a script. I got about seventy pages in it before I gave up. Seventy. Seventy. Yeah. Fuck I me. All right. Yeah, yeah. I had everything all planned out, and it was it was it was going pretty well. Do you still it. have it? Yeah. It's let's, all hand, It's all handwritten too. Let's make it. It's all handwritten. We gotta make it. I didn't
1: it. Type, I never typed it up. No. This this was a song. Um, I actually okay. Our high school graduation song. Even though I protested hardcore, because the song that ended up being our graduation song was Walmart parking lot. What the fuck? <sighs> and it made me so goddamn mad. And I even like, and the reason why I brought, uh, the reason why I mentioned this is because I was like, look, okay, I, where because of the nature of our school and where we're at, obviously a country song is gonna be used. I mentioned this song. I protested against Walmart parking lot. I was like, guys, come on. This does. If you're gonna do anything, high school is about remembrance. It's about the past. Use this song instead. And I brought up Red Dirt Road. No one had it. No one was like, No, no, it. That's that's not cool anymore. It, it's a Walmart parking lot. What is Walmart parking lot? I don't. I don't even know who the band is. Cause I. I was just. It, I can still kind of remember, like, the song just being, it's like Walmart parking lot. Something like this, like hanging out in a Walmart parking lot. Oh. Yeah. Because when you're poor and you live in a small town, that's what you fucking do at yeah. school. Or walk around Walmart, because that's what everyone did. It was like the it was, the, it was the the redneck version of the mall.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, when Wapak got there, Walmart in 2004, it was a huge fucking deal. Yeah.
1: And that ended up being our graduation song. And I, w- I was so fucking bummed. Oh, I was so bummed. You know, I was like, come on, guys. This can't be how we go out. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, I mean, because I I tried protesting it. I I raised my voice high, and no one was like... I think that was one of the moments where people understood. were like, Brandon isn't funny anymore. (laughs) Brandon's not the class clown. He's trying to tell us what to do. And I was like, because it's fucking dumb. Don't use this song, you dumbass motherfuckers. That's why I'll never go back. That's why I'll never go to a class reunion. That's why I'll never... (laughs) Because I just don't want to look at these faces anymore. Sorry, I didn't mean to impose on your... That's
2: absolutely fine. <laughs> I
1: didn't have a whole
2: lot to say about it. Like I said, I don't have anything well, deep or anything like that. I
1: think we've said enough. Uh,
0: I think this episode has gone on long enough for all you fans out there who's listening. If you like this episode, please check us out at movieguyspodcast.com. Make sure to check us out on our Podbean, which is movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. On Twitter. Uh, which is at movie guys pod and on Facebook movieguyspodcast.com. If you wonder why everything is movie guys podcast, it's because we are part of the uh, movie guys podcast umbrella. We are a sister show of them. And if you're hearing myself, you guys have also have heard uh, best friend Ryan and Brother Brandon on Movie Guys Podcast episodes before. So make sure to check us out there and also on iTunes, search Movie Guys Podcast. You'll see the shows that says podcast presents. But yep. we'll be back every uh, Tuesday like we always uh, every Wednesday like we always are. I apologize. Uh, but we'll be back next Wednesday for another awesome episode. But, uh, Brother Brandon, yeah, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh, no problem. I also want to just make a quick plug. Um, yes. My, uh, my Patreon account is up and going for the two shows I'm doing. Uh, Late Night Rentals, which is me and my wife. We're doing cult movie reviews. I take cult lightly. These are movies you probably know, but these are ones that we think that don't get talked about much. We just got done with episode two, which is Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2. Uh, and our first episode is Cherry Falls.